I was right there, standing next to Gonzo when he was yanked up in the air. It could have been me. I could have died. Why was I spared? What is my purpose? Well, based on that story, it is not telling stories. Yeah, remember, Scooter Man, it's poker night on the stage, so bring a big water bill. See, see, it is emasculating to cash one of your checks with the kittens on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Scooper's a lot of fun to play poker with, okay? Well, he's pretty easy to read, too. See, see, when he has a good hand, he mumbles things like, um... Jeepers, this is golly swell. Yeah, oh, no, this can't be good. Don't blow this, Scooter. <laughs> oh, look, I got all clovers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't play poker. This was a wake-up call. Well, and not the usual kind where mom comes in and plays a James Taylor tune until I gently stir awake. Sorry, guys. I got to go think about how I've been living my life. But you, you can't... Oh, we need another schnook to fleece. What's a schnook to fleece? Patsy to swindle. Patsy to swindle. Guy to rob. Guy to rob. Does anyone speak English around here? When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Hello and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today you will find Devil's Advocate, First Impressions, and a shameless ripoff of Animal's Drum Battle with Dave Grohl. Today's house special is Going Going Gonzo, the ninth episode of The Muppets on ABC. Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast. And now, here is your host, J.D. Hansel. Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Muppets. I'm J.D. Hansel, and it's great to be back from the break. We've got a fun episode of The Muppets to talk about, a fun episode of Let's Talk Muppets to record, and I've got someone fun to talk about it with. It's Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast. Hey, Steve. No. Whatever it is, no. So... What's going on at the Muppet Cast, Steve? <laughs> wow, uh, quite a bit, JD. Hi, great to be here again. So I just returned back to my humble abode here in Columbus, Ohio from Las Vegas over Thanksgiving weekend. And it's always nice, as you know, to travel. It kind of recharges the batteries. We both have some personal experience with that in our recent past. And so I'm in the midst of the holiday season on the Muppet Cast with a lot of... Uh, Oh, gosh. With a lot of requests and some presents to give away. So lots of stuff going on over there. Do I get a present? Do you want a present? I'm not sure because of the way could, you said I'll, that. I, I, I could send you a present. I probably wouldn't like it from the sound of it. But you know what? <laughs> sure. Go for it. I'm going to send you a bottle of piggy water. That's what I'm going to send you. Great. That's fantastic. I've always wanted a bottle of piggy water ever since two days ago. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Anyway, at Muppet Hub, we've also got a little bit of Christmassy stuff going on. And by that, I mean just a bit of, you know, redecorating. We've got, uh, we've changed the logo, changed the background. Um, still working on adding more stuff to the Center for Puppetry Arts page. Uh, mm -hmm. to, uh, we might add a little more to the Turkey Hollow page. And by the way, you can now pick up Turkey Hollow on DVD and digital. You can. ShopTurkeyHollow.com. Yeah, where they also have the Howling Hoodoo t-shirts that are so cool. Yes, that's so cool. If they had them in adult sizes, I would totally buy one. But for some odd reason, I think they're only in kid sizes, which makes me really angry. That's a real shame, yeah. Yeah, it makes me so angry that I might just turn into the Howling Hoodoo myself. Hmm. The Howling Hoodoo is on your list. Indeed. Yes, the Howling Hoodoo is on my list. But you know who else is on my list? Who's on your list? Whoever decided that the Turkey Hollow DVD should come with 
an ultraviolet digital copy when all it says on the front is digital copy. So you think you're getting a really for real digital copy, like the cool kind that you can add to iTunes or something. But no, it's the devil, ultraviolet, my arch enemy. And I hate that. Hmm. I've, I felt a little bit, uh, a little bit deceived there, I must say. From whoever did the packaging, because if it has ultraviolet, then it should say DVD plus ultraviolet on the front, because that's what it is. You would think so, yeah. Um, but no, it says digital copy as if they're ashamed of the fact that it's ultraviolet, which they should be. But that's beside the point. That is a mm. rant for another time. Okay. And you can contact me by emailing me, M-E, at MubbitHub.com. Follow me on Twitter, at JD11PC. Like us on Facebook at MubbitHub.com slash Facebook. Oh, and then, of course, you can follow along with Let's Talk Muppets when we're doing our live tweets of the new show on the Twitter page, at New Muppet Show. At New Muppet Show? That's where you're live tweeting? Where did you think it was? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of confirming it. Yeah. At- I'm helping you here. Oh, thank you. At New you're, Muppet you're Show. You're welcome. I didn't know yes. that I didn't enunciate it terribly well, but I guess I should have said it twice now that I think about it. Yes. At New Muppet Show. Very good. Yes. All right. By the way, that at is actually an at symbol. You hold down the shift key and press two. Yes. You don't type the word at. Or else Twitter will think you are such an idiot. I wonder if that, I wonder what that, no, never mind. Okay. Let's let's keep moving on here. Yes. Let's keep moving on, moving on. Let's check my outline to see where we're going next. Looks like we're going into what else? First impressions. First impressions. And that was the first impressions thingamajig, assuming that we have a first impressions thingamajig. Almost like Do we have a sound effect? We actually heard it playing. Do we have a sound effect for that? I don't even remember. The listeners will know. If we don't, I'll edit in something clever. Um, All right. But yes, it is time for our first impressions. And that means that we get to talk about what we thought of Going Going Gonzo on the whole, in general, overall, by and large, in a nutshell. You beat me to it. I I went for as many of them as I could. Anyway, Steve, would you like to start by talking about what you thought of Going Going Gonzo? Sure. Summarily, I thought this is one of the best episodes so far. Uh, I give this a, I mean, I'm almost tempted to say 10 out of 10. Ooh. Because it was just that good. If there's any episode that ranks as high as Pig Out, it's Going Going Gonzo. Because there is just as much of a Muppety element to this episode as there was to that one. there We kind of cover all the bases here. We get some fun, zany, off-the-wall stuff. We get a little bit of heart in Gonzo's character arc. We get some great musical numbers. We do. Uh, what, what more do you want? Well, I want karaoke, for one thing. Actually, I, I want one thing. I would really like better ratings for this episode. Yeah. But apart from that, there's nothing else that I want. Then why do we even do the online petition report, Steve? Come on. I don't know. You need to uh, well, okay. learn to want everything and more. Mm, all right. I'll, well, it is Christmas time, so I'll practice my, my wanting. You do that. I will. Yeah, my Christmas wish list could not be long enough. Well, Jeepers, that is golly swell. <laughs> you and the quotes. You're the quote guy. I. That's why I'm here. That's indeed why you're here. Hmm. Now I need, whenever I have someone here that isn't you, I need to make sure that they're keeping track of all the quotes. Mm -hmm. So I'll have to let Jared, the next time Jared's on and you're not, 
hopefully I'll have the two of you on together sometime soon. But hopefully so. Yeah. He's in uh, Los Angeles right now. Uh, gee, I wonder where he is. Yeah. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea that he's visiting that. Wait, what? I, I don't. Sorry. Lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? My first impression. That's where I was going with this. Yes. I yes. really liked this episode. There was a lot to like. I feel awfully bad for, well, for anyone who was hearing me after 11 p.m. last night laughing so hard. I think I woke some people up. I'm not sure that I really laughed out loud so much at this at this episode. I just thought, just watching it, just, wow, this is really great. This is, we're finally at what this show should be. I'm sorry I was taking a drink of water there. I thought you were going to go on a bit longer because generally mm. you're good at talking for a long time. No, I, I am, except when it's what's funny if I don't. So Yeah, it's really funny and doesn't make me seem unprofessional at all, not in the no, least. No, 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 not at all. <sighs> Thanks. But yeah, I think that this was good Muppet writing. We saw all different kinds of humor, like you said. We got lots of great physical humor. We got Miss Piggy in pain, for goodness sakes, like I'd like. Maybe not. Mm, I mean, yes. I, I prefer different kinds of, you know, emotional pain than this. But the, the physical pain with the shocking, that was fun. Um, yes. Shocking the muscles so those hooligans learn to behave. What a great line. <laughs> but of course, Uncle Deadly. Uncle Deadly. Oh, man. Love that character more and more every week. Uh, it's true. So do I. And I really enjoyed seeing the great puppetry. Yes. Like, oh, it was amazing what they did things. with Gonzo. So it really was. I'm going to get up my notes so we can go through correcting Kim. All right. All right, I've got my handy-dandy notepad and my nifty scrub brush and the story synopsis from abc.com. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. After Miss Piggy is told she can't... Oh, gosh, we've got a mistake already. Um, it says can with a, with two apostrophes, but no T. We only tea. got five words in. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, yeah, five words and then a wrong word. That's amazing. Um, but, right. yeah, it at least on my copy, it says can and then two different apostrophes. Like, they're two different kinds of apostrophes. I don't know oh, how wow. that's possible. Like they switched font in the middle of it. Okay, yeah. anyways. Um, so but after, it doesn't say can't. So after Miss Piggy is told she can advertise her new Piggy Water product, <laughs> it's buttery good on the show, she welcomes guest Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They do a snazzy duet of Fly Me to the Moon. Okay, now, I can already get out my notes and say, first of all, how is Miss Piggy's lipstick on the bottle if she doesn't have lips to put lipstick on? Well... She can wear makeup. I mean, think back to think back to Muppets Take Manhattan. She wears eyeliner. She wears rouge. She has little freckles. She has the doe eyes, and she does wear makeup. She she does wear lipstick. Even a pig wears lipstick. How funny is that? Ha 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 ha! Really? Because I am not remembering seeing her wearing lipstick ever. You can you can put lipstick on a pig. You can, but when you has can sell the bottles? Is that a part of Miss Piggy's signature look at all? No, it isn't. But it it really doesn't matter because it, it really they didn't really harp on it the way that we all. are. So okay, I have a quote here that hopefully you have noted as well. But this one really mattered to me. Hmm. Now I understand you started as a child actor. Why'd you give that up? Because I got older. This is a great example of Miss Piggy at her uh, 
at her most naive. Well, this is almost like when she was talking with the um, exactly I what his name, I was but, thinking but, of, but the author, yeah. yeah, about history, yeah, great, great stuff. Right, she's just so oblivious to everything going on that isn't her, and. Mm-hmm. Because of that, when you try to make that relatable, it doesn't work. But when you try to make that ignorance funny, it really works. It really does. And that makes the character more likable. Then they get into Fly Me to the Moon, and I love the Fly Me to the Moon number. It's some of Piggy's best singing that I've heard in a long time. It was very finely auto-tuned, yes. <laughs> yes. But where are the microphones? Have you, uh, did you look at that they're scene? They're on, uh, on the headband, right? They mount the microphones on the headband so that they can, you know... Perform the character. Yeah, but where was Miss Piggy's to... mic? Where oh, was Joseph's Ms. mic? Oh, Miss Piggy's microphone. Uh, probably the boom mic that was just over top of the camera shot. That's not a good way to mic for music, since it would pick up a ton of the band right behind Oh, gosh, them. you're right. Gee, I don't know. That's uh, that's a good question. Still, I really did love that. Did you like that number, Steve? I liked it because it... It uh, set up the joke backstage. It wasn't necessarily... It was a great song. It was fun. Um, that is the one only of the best that written was, songs of all time, in it my is. view. Uh, but the only reason, I think, to have it there was so that all the chaos could ensue backstage. That's true. Which is exactly how they they might have done it, even on the old show. You know, there, there was always plenty of backstage antics that were happening during some of the onstage songs. And, of course, this set up one of the major storylines of the whole thing. Because of my tastes, though, I am the type that likes everything to be serving a function for the story, for the plot. Focus, focus, yes. focus on the story, story, story. That's kind of my motto when it comes to storytelling. And, and watching so, that moon swing around was great. I had an issue watching the moon swing around because can we talk about how fake it looked? Well, of course, that, and that's that's kind of why it's funny. I mean, it was this day glow blue no, like, I, I'm okay with it looking like a fake prop. Okay. But it looked really, really, really CG to me. It did look a little odd, didn't it? Yeah, like, I very much got the sense that they just lazily animated in this bad CG moon, which, uh, you can use a bad moon prop, that's funny. But when you use bad CG, that totally takes away the reality. So if it turns yeah. out there was a real prop there and it just looks I, uh, just like CGI, I'll be shocked, but it's possible. I can definitely say I uh, I saw a bad moon a-swinging. <sighs> yeah, you didn't da, see da, that da, one coming, da, buddy. I didn't see it coming any more than I would see um, why did the chicken cross the road because coming. <laughs> like, that's one of those jokes that you don't see coming because it shouldn't ever come. That was great. I got to give myself credit for that one. Okay. <sighs> anyway, a technical snafu, interesting word choice, leads to a large lunar prop, why not just call it a moon, narrowly missing the two onstage singers. Backstage, Gonzo gets caught in a high-flying mess that ends with him crashing into the craft service table. He's not hurt. In fact, Gonzo thought the catastrophe was totally awesome. In fact, let's talk about how great the special effects were to make it seem like Gonzo is a real character with gravity and weight. That was so well executed. Okay, talk about it. I just did. Well, you said let's talk about it, so I assumed right. you had more to say about it. No, I mean, it's 
there wasn't a whole lot to it. It, was, it looked quite right. simple, but I'm sure it was very difficult to pull off. First of all, you have him swinging from the rope. Then you've got to cut to some kind of animation, I'm sure, of him flying over to the spotlight, landing on the spotlight. Now you've got a puppet that uh, has some steam coming out of the side of it to make it look like it's hot on the light. And then cut to uh, probably another animation, I don't know for sure, but it seemed like probably another animation of him falling and there he goes crashing through the table, a la WWE, and all the food flies everywhere. And then suddenly you have uh, Dave Gold's or someone's hand in the puppet as he turns his head and says, that was awesome. How many different elements did we just see there put together seamlessly? Yeah. Something that they should be very, very proud of. Yeah, that was one of the moments that really, really impressed me. I enjoyed that because it brought so much reality to the characters. Some of it was really, really simple puppetry tricks. Like I think at the beginning, we just saw them switch puppets on us. Yeah. Just something that simple. But then some of it was surely so complicated. And it's just amazing to see it because you totally buy it for most of it. I mean, you can tell that there are special effects at play. But you still buy it. But yeah, you still buy it. Like, it still adds a lot of that great gravity that you really need for the great Gonzo to work well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, why is Sweetums so upset about getting on Miss Piggy's list? Maybe because he's been on there before and, and had to buy some Piggy water to get off of it? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an odd thing. It's an odd thing. Um, I mean, Miss Piggy seems to have this mystique about her that... They never take the time to really explain, but all of a sudden, first of all, she's a humongous star for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, every, she doesn't know the names of anyone that she's ever performed with on the Muppet Crew for some reason. Um, and now you don't want to be on her list because I don't know. But for the story, it okay, fine. I'll I'll ride along with it. It's still I'll, I'll, here. We are, you know. Okay. Uh, Gonzo's near-death experience has Scooter bailing on poker night with the crew. Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes his place. Maybe he was just out of checks to write. What? I'm sorry, I missed the, 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 those, those embarrassing little checks that he has with the kittens on it that's hmm. so emasculating. Yes. yes. When Big Mean Carl plays poker, they will always need to get a new deck of cards afterwards because he eats the cards he when he folds. He eats the cards. <laughs> it, it was great. I sh- it's That's one of those moments that you know you should see coming, but they do it so fast that you totally just lose it. Or at least yep. I did. I loved yes. it. No, that was great. Uh, Big Mean Carl in this, ep- in this whole series, he doesn't need a lot of screen time because there's not much definition to the character. But the things that they do with him are just perfect. It, indeed. I agree. I totally agree. The Bill characters really shine. And who ate the rest of the snacks and just left him with the little brown discs? I hate those little brown discs. Yeah, I never even buy the snack these days. What I just are don't they? bother with it. It's... They, they look like pepperoni that have been left out for a week. Okay. So, Joseph Gordon-Levitt... Uh, I don't have the exact quote here, but he acts like the only, he thinks the only bone that Gonzo's broken is his nose. And Gonzo's like, no, this is the only bone that isn't broken. And that's weird. Which is why it looks so good. And he turns for that profile. Right. Well, that one, that scene confuses me so much because I don't see how his nose can be a bone considering how many times we've seen him do the nose ball trick. Well, it's mostly cartilage, but yeah. It's got to be a muscle. Well, there's, have you there's seen the nose ball I mean, trick? Some some sort of tissue, yes. I mean, that's a great trick. That's one of my favorites. That is. That's, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a Disney intermission on one of the DVDs out there. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, can we back up for just a minute Go before we get to the poker game mm. uh, and talk about a scene that I, it's very small, but I enjoyed it. And I think it's an interesting connecting thing to earlier episodes where Rizzo and Pepe are dismayed that Scooter can't uh, join them for the uh, for the poker game. And by the way, Scooter has become one of the best defined characters in this whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless of that, um, they are a little bit disappointed that he isn't going to be there for them to take advantage of in the game. And so they need to find another schnook to fleece. And Pepe's, what? We need a- another patsy to swindle. Are you speaking English? We need another guy to rob. And I think that's so funny because that time... Pepe couldn't understand Rizzo, but then just a few weeks prior, Rizzo couldn't understand Pepe when he was talking about Sean Penn, and it kept uh, coming out as champagne. And I think that's just, uh, that's kind of a neat little parallel. It was probably done on purpose. Uh, And I I gotta say, you know, Rizzo and Pepe are one of my very favorite Muppet duos now in this series. Yeah, I was actually watching a bit of Muppet Christmas Carol recently, because I was trying to test out the new 4K TV with my uh, Blu-ray player. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm it leads to headaches a, because I'm only a couple weeks behind you on that uh, particular purchase. Oh, there. lovely, lovely, good for you. Yeah, it's great. It does give me headaches sometimes because too much quality can just be well. Ugh. I mean, how do you handle that? I think you have to work up a tolerance. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. So I've been getting better and better at being more tolerant of it. But, uh, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol was looking great. And what's so fun about that is the Gonzo and Rizzo duo. And I want to see more of that in this show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I just mentioned a Disney intermission from one of the DVDs. And I just now saw all of the Disney intermission videos on Christmas Carol. Have you seen all those? If I have, it's been a long time. There's a bunch of them. I think I think I got recordings of those videos, or at least most of them. So the the pen, uh, the chicken singing "Joy to the World" is on YouTube and has been for some time. Hmm. Um, so that that one's gotten around, but the others, I, I don't know that they have. So I might try to send you one or two of those, Steve, I for would your like to see perusal. Those. Um, but I'm probably going to play one on the podcast at some point soon. So don't steal that. I won't. Just okay, that's fine. FYI, just establishing that now, which is the okay. whole reason I went on this rant, by the way. It has nothing mm. to do with Gonzo and Rizzo. I don't care. Oh, that, that, that's fine. Yep. But what we all care about, segue, 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 is Rizzo and Pepe sharing a great scene that I could not understand because I found Rizzo entirely unintelligible as well. Mm-hmm. Somehow mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought you were going to say what we really care about, my dear friends, is called acting yes 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 and pepe's look when he plays poker with the with the <laughs> sunglasses and the hoodie and everything that hey. was one of the simplest jokes that got a way bigger laugh out of me than it should have trying to decide if he's in or out and finally decides he's in like turtlenecks and gold chains oh gosh Oh, man. Are they really in style, though, or just for Pepe? Only for Pepe. Only Only for Pepe. Pepe. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, unless you are trying to uh, go out for a boys to men video. In that case, go for it. But that's true. Very good. Other than that. Gosh, that was a clever callback, Steve. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't even see that one come. I just did it. Nice. So somehow Uncle Deadly has achieved such power over us that he gets one of the biggest laughs in the show just with the word no. Ah, oh, What yeah. the heck? What kind of sorcery is he using to do this to us? 
I think it comes from that vest that he's wearing. I know. That red and black satin vest. The the uh, I was seeing what looked to me like a purple leopard kind of style vest. Jacket Ooh, I'll have to go back. That thing, would be that, was... that could only be better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we were looking at the same thing and saw it totally differently somehow because eyes are weird, but I don't know, maybe we were looking at something completely different. But yeah. I just I think the power that Uncle Deadly gives off allows everyone to see him in slightly different we, no one ever gets to see him as he truly is <sighs> nobody Thus does is the sorcery of uncle deadly nobody does <laughs> kermit <laughs> nice callback thank you kermit interrupts piggy's latest beauty treatment nasal electro contouring isn't pretty i can't say that let's call it what it really I'm is surprised it's blocking it's flocking, yes. That's what I was going to say. One of <laughs> Way to disguise that. Yep, that's great. Is, is, did they mean that as a reference to the technique just for us? Uh, poss- I, I, Yes, yes, they did. For all intents and purposes, we are assuming that that joke was just for us who know that that was a flocking technique that's mm-hmm. used to actually improve the look of Miss Piggy. That's a well, real th- thing that they do. Yeah, that, that's how they make the Muppets, right? They uh, they put the fuzz on and they uh, they, they supercharge it. Until the puppet enters what they call the um, glamour the coma. Glamour coma. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes. So anyway, uh, Kermit's going to ask Piggy if uh, Gonzo can perform his stunt that got away on the show. Uh, it'll all be sponsored by Piggy Water. To which she replies, absolutely not. Keep talking. Yeah, that was great. Her yes. dialogue has been getting better and better. In those show. little moments. I Yeah, those are great. But the, the stuff between her and Kermit where they they somehow have to get along so piggy even though she's difficult is still yeah her her character is getting a little bit better i didn't like piggy very much at the outset of this whole thing and it's she's kind of growing i think uh, growing on me and Don't growing as a character don't say that she's growing bit. or you'll get on her list oh god no i didn't say that not at all and she's not any older than she ever was mhm how does she do that i don't know she borrowing like a million of Janice's healing crystals and just bathing in them mm, every night. Probably so. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, uh, Miss Piggy actually got a really good laugh out of me on her last electric shock when she entered the glamour coma. Because mm-hmm. uh, you just don't see it coming, and then it's just one of those great little puppetry touches, and also a vocal touch from Eric that's just spot on, exactly <laughs> what the scene <laughs> yeah. needed. So yes. perfect, so glorious. It was wonderful. Um, but as the big event nears, Gonzo gets cold feet, so Kermit gives him an out. That's way later in the episode. Come on, Kim. Jeez, how much? Yeah, she skipped a whole bunch there. Yeah, well, uh, what the way that Kim does this, and I'm not crazy about it, is she organizes it by plot line. And so there oh, will be a par- I hate when people do that. There will be a oh. paragraph about the stu- about some characters and their main storyline, and then a different paragraph about different things. So I've been skipping... That's a terrible way to cover the episode. I've been skipping around, actually. Okay. Already, just to compensate for this, because I had to go from the poker scene, skip a whole paragraph to get to Kermit interrupting Piggy's beauty treatment, because that is what should come next chronologically. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, uh... Now I can jump back up to that paragraph that I skipped and say, Scooter seeks advice from the Electric Mayhem on how to live life to the fullest. Can we already start cracking jokes about the Electric Mayhem and talking about how delightful it is to listen to more of the band's stupidity? 
Oh, man. So good. So good. It's... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, uh, first of all, they get their own little hangout, which I love. True. There was yeah. the moon. Oh, and by the way, Floyd... Okay, so Floyd is kind of flip-flopping now. First of all, <laughs> first of all, let's talk about the sun revolves around the earth. No, what was it from the... He, the he said, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, um, I believe the line was... Uh, you keep acting like the world revolves around you, but it doesn't. It revolves around the moon, which is why which we is have why... winter. Right. But now, there ain't no real moon, not since the 70s at least. So why is it 30 degrees outside, JD? Uh, 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 um, because, because when they removed the real moon, they replaced the fake moon that creates the opposite of global warming. Okay, I'll buy that. Sure. When uh, when you ask me to make something up on the fly, it's going to be something totally weird, and Bill Nye would not approve. It's just <laughs> it's just what happens. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry about that. But what was really yeah, nice was hearing a bit of Doctor Teeth's backstory, because yes. we've never ever known until this week how or why Doctor Teeth got the gold tooth. But uh, what was the line again? It was from... He left home at the rapacious age of 14 and made his way down to Tupelo, Mississippi. There he met a voodoo princess named Tiana, Disney Connection, who gave him a gold tooth and lessons in the rhythms of love. Gosh, that is a Disney collection. Or collection. Connection. Good catch, uh-huh. Steve. Thank you. Good catch. I haven't seen that one all the way through. That's a very good one. It is? Oh, it's Randy Newman. Of course it's great. Have you seen all of the spoofs of Randy Newman that I've seen online? Like the, um, it's an oldie, but Randy Newman does the music for Star Wars. Uh, no, but I will see it by the time I go to bed tonight. Yeah, I'm sending that to you, or you can look <laughs> it up. It's amazing. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I really like. Uh, I think it was. Was I think it was an honest trailer, but it might have been something else, very much like that, when they had the the same guy. I wish I could. Um, wait. Um, uh, his name is something Sasso or Sasso. Oh, Will, Will Sasso. Will yeah. Sasso. Yeah, That's he, oh, it. Thank you. I've seen him in some of the other Mad TV, uh, right. Randy Newman stuff, and he is perfect right. in the and Randy so Newman character. He did his Randy Newman for a video on Toy Story when he would just record the stupidest songs about Toy Story oh, and also so followed by stupid songs about a bug's life. Like, um, uh, was a bug, just a bug, I like bugs. Can I get my paycheck now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway, Uh, I guess I'll check that particular Disney film out some other time. But, yeah, thank you for recording the exact line of dialogue Dr. Teeth spoke. That's very helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. How long have we been recording Correcting Kim? Because I think we've been going on forever. It feels like a very, very long time. Okay, well... Feels like about a day. Feels like the first... Never mind. Um, Which was a great zoot line there. There was a great zoot line. Would you like to tell? It was the time machine. Well, it was was, uh, Floyd. Well, of course, Dr. Teeth gave the advice that I just elaborated on to Scooter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it was Lips that said, "Uh, you're going to need a time machine if he's going to go, if he's going to leave at 14. And then. Hey, Lips spoke. That already. Oh, of course. (laughs) Lips. Anytime Lips speaks now is great. Uh, But then Floyd says, oh, that's no problem. He can borrow. My friend Eddie lives out in the middle of the desert. He's got a time machine. To which Zoot replies, 
yeah, I go in about Friday Friday evening and come out Saturday. It takes about a day. Whole thing takes about a day. It's uh, it's yeah. good. Anyway, uh, where 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 in this crazy outline? It doesn't make any sense. Um, Janice offers to pierce his ear because apparently he is really good ear ears. He has great that. lobes. Yeah, has great lobes. Don't we all? Scooter totally freaks out. The Electric Mayhem doesn't mind that at all. Uh, they also don't mind playing tunes differently than they did during rehearsals. It skipped a bunch again. Wow, again. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Scooter takes a little bit of convincing to for him to get the uh, the earring because he, well, he starts thinking about, uh, you know, that guy that he works out with sometimes, Chad. The way he goes on, on the in his spinning class, you can tell he just doesn't give a hoot. I mean, he's like Janice in accounting for crying out loud. <laughs> Thank you so much. What you don't realize is that that's actually... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> You're just going to be delightfully surprised at how what you just said ties into something else in this episode oh, of Let's Talk Muppets. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to love this. Hmm. Um, I guess I haven't said it yet now that I think about it, but I'll get there. It'll come, and you All will right. love it. Mm. You will love it. Um so, where was I? Gosh, do we get lost. Anyway, yeah, so Scooter totally freaks out, and that apparently gets the band to think that he's really, you know... This was a very violent episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't know that Scooter Gonzo, had it in and him, then you but... got Scooter throwing animal around. That was great, by the way. More great yeah. puppetry there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to see just how much damage Scooter can do when he panics. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the I think the Electric Mayhem, uh, if memory serves, again, I've kind of run out of notes here. Um, so I'm just going by what Kim says, which is not always trustworthy. Mm, yes. But I think that they really saw that as being something that showed that he was kind of edgy. He is very edgy, yes. And so Scooter didn't even need to get his ears pierced after all, which is probably good for his mom, who would not take to that too kindly. And by the way, we also learned that his mother wakes him up by gently playing a James Taylor James tune. Taylor. Yes. <laughs> oh, so fun. So fun. Oh, Scooter. Gosh. <sighs> anyway. I, I bet if you got him mad enough, he wouldn't even share his fabric softener. Anyway. So now I guess I'll skip ahead over to the scene at the bar. Finally, we get another shot of Ralph at Ralph's Tavern. Yeah, we finally get over to Ralph's again. That's great. Yep. Awesome. And uh, I don't think Ralph had a terribly big part in this one by no means. It, he had hardly anything to do with it. But just seeing him always makes the episode that much better. Mm, yes. Uh, and so it was a fun, it was an interesting little conversation between Gonzo and Kermit there because I'm not used to seeing Gonzo being nervous about anything or getting cold feet in any way, shape, or form. So this was a different turn, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Gonzo not just being one-dimensional saying, yeah, I'll shoot myself out of a cannon. He's... A little bit more relatable to, well, to me, if I was going to, someone said, hey, you should shoot yourself out of a cannon. What? You know, and, and Gonzo is not the spring chicken that he wants, nor is he dating a spring chicken anymore. Ooh, and yeah. uh, he has some reservations, you know, he he could barely fit into his suit. He hasn't taken the stairs in a little while. <laughs> um, it, and it's good because it's playing off of a little bit of reality. It's been a very long time since we've really seen Gonzo do something like this. Yeah. So I think he would be a little nervous. Yeah. 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 Especially after Bunsen and Beaker show him with fruit oh. that he'll go splat. If the uh, flesh and like blood him. smoothie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's It was cool seeing Gonzo and Bunsen having a conversation like that, you know? 
and yeah, and getting getting them back in the act and seeing doing what they do. Yes. Right. Yeah, that was very fitting for Bunsen and Beaker. Th- see, that's why this is one of the best episodes. The Muppets. This was more of a return to form uh, than any other episode, I think, so far. I'll leave that in. Just, just don't so leave that in. Uh, okay, fine. I'll edit it out, and then we'll just you. be confused by this part. Okay, we'll leave this part in. Yes. Okay. Okay. That will really be confusing. That's professional podcasting, folks. Yes, yes, it is. Well, JD, you know we've we've known each other for years. We've seen each other at our worst, so uh, I think it's I think it's okay. No, that is the worst. Mm. I wish I could remember the exact quote. I'm sorry, I can't remember. No, that, that's quotes. the exact quote right there. Yeah. Oh, good. Wow, I got lucky. <laughs> what I was interested in with the conversation between Gonzo and Bunsen was seeing two Dave characters interacting like that, which is always fun. Yeah, for me. but it that wasn't was great. as fun as uh, Scooter and Janice interacting. When their voices mm-hmm. were so similar, and you can hear uh, David doing everything in his power to get Janice up higher than usual, oh, I could, yeah, and Scooter that was, down lower, just so they would be different enough. Yeah, that was so great. So that was fun. That was fun. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, and Chip is a tap dancer. Oh my gosh! And Chip is a tap dancer with dreams of. Oh gosh, I have it here somewhere. But anyway, I believe dreams- he said he had no dreams. Oh, well, that's what he told everybody else. Mm. But he really does have a dream, and that's of making people happy by tap dancing around the world. That's and he was it. pretty good for only having three lessons. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I forgot about all that. I do not have the best memory when it comes to this stuff. But anyway, so as we get closer and closer to our finale, the second musical guest on Up Late in this episode is none other than Animool. Yes. Who also... Uh, performed on the song um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which, of course, is a barbershop quartet number. Mm-hmm. Well-known yes. barbershop quartet number. Yes. How many other references can we make? Come on, what else you got, Steve? Uh, I'm out. Is that Are Sorry. those his only Muppet connections? I think those are his only Muppet connections. Uh, well, I mean, and so there's three total, you know? He was uh, Animal, the Muppets did Smells Like Teen Spirit, and now... He's been on Up Late with Miss Piggy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know the name of the song that he was performing. but uh, I th- Called Learning. No, not Learning to Fly. That's Tom Petty. No, his song <laughs> was Learn to Fly. Learn to Fly with Tom Petty. That would be a different <laughs> song entirely. Um, Which you may have also heard the entire country of Italy singing. What? Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good video. If you haven't seen uh, most of the country of Italy singing the song Learn to Fly, <laughs> I'm, I'm really serious. Uh, they got a ton of people, put them all in like a soccer stadium or something, and you've got like 80 drummers, 80 guitar players, hundreds of singers, and one conductor. And they all just hit it at the same time. And I'll tell you what, it made me like the song all over again. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Like, it's legit fantastic. Yeah. So let's start an online petition to learn to fly with Tom Petty. How's that? Okay. Yep. Okay. I think you should, learn you should have that. Learn to fly with Tom Petty. There we go. And how great was it that we saw the Electric Mayhem actually perform a song? Yeah, a song that they would perform. A song that they would perform, and they did it their own way, their own arrangement. Lips had a great horn section going. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that so much. Yeah, the song turned out really good. You know, I 
it, it's it's odd. Dave Grohl and I have a lot of the same musical influences, so I feel like we would enjoy listening to a lot of the same music. Um, actually, I know one of his favorite song melodies of all time is a song that uh, I just recently heard because of him called, um, oh gosh, what is it? Um, Andrew Gold's song, uh, Never Let Her Slip Away. Okay. Which, if you've never heard, is kind of an amazing song. It's terribly cheesy, um, but... That's one of the songs that Dave Grohl and I both like very, 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 very much. Okay. And yet the odd thing is that I don't listen to the to much of the kinds of music that Dave Grohl actually, you know, makes. Yeah, same here. However, um, I mean, this one had a lot of a 70s feel to it in a way and turned out pretty darn good. It really did turn out pretty darn good, yes. And uh, did you have something else you were going to add before I really cut you off? Hmm? Oh, no, I, I was just going to ask kind of... Off the cuff, could you um, could you do me a favor and babysit on Saturday night? Tom called, and he's he's got four kids and no fabric softener. Oh boy, they just keep coming. They just keep. They coming. just. Yep. Yep. Okay, I don't know how I'm gonna do. I can't make it out to Ohio that easily, Steve. Oh gosh. Who All am right. I babysitting? Tom's four kids. Oh, Tom Petty. Yes, he's got to go learn to fly. Ah, okay, great. And there we go. And everything comes full circle. Well, you know why uh, he has to learn to fly. Why? He's got to, he has to escape Sam Eagle, who's on the prowl. Oh, well, that's not... There's nothing to worry about with Sam. He's not creepy. That's just good old healthy fun. It's what keeps the lights on around here. Anyway, they also don't mind playing tunes differently than they did during rehearsals. Uh, music right. guest well, Dave Grohl t- totally embraces this philosophy as he jams with the band. Well, I mean, if they didn't rehearse, they wouldn't have anything to do it different from. Right, exactly. That logic is entirely sound. That's actually the logic I use quite often if you ask the people that I perform with. (laughs) Dave Grohl also finally gets to take part in a long-awaited drum-off with Animal. It's interesting how this was the most promoted part (sighs) of the episode online, and it came at the very, 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 very end when the credits were rolling. It almost felt thrown in. Yeah, it was sort of an afterthought, but it was one of those things that you'd all want to see. Like, everyone wants to see Animal do the drum battle with whoever the really popular drummer is at the time. Like Buddy Rich on The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. And this was uh, this, this was kind of fun, I guess. And it was. I'm not trying to disparage it. But yet, they, for something that they built up so much, you know, Dave Grohl versus Animal. And it was the credit roll. Here's the interesting thing, though. I, because I have uh, an ever-changing work schedule, I was working during the broadcast of The Muppets, and that meant that I waited until it was 11 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock on the West Coast, played my recording of The Muppets in sync with the West Coast broadcast for my West Coast live tweet. How clever of me. And... The problem is, for some odd reason, and I have no idea how this happened, but my recording cut off right before that finale with Dave Grohl that I've been waiting the whole episode to see. Uh, So I had to go watch that video online, unfortunately. But, you know, still, it was fun. It was a fun episode. I'm very happy about this one. And every part of it has something really fun and cool. And it's one of their strongest episodes and one of the strongest things that the Muppets have done in the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. And with that, let's go to the break. This episode is brought to you by Piggy Water. Piggy Water, it's buttery good. This better be good. I got that egghead lawyer charging me 300 bucks an hour. If it's another two-headed turtle you found... (laughs) That turtle was hilarious. 
Oh, you gotta be pickling my biscuits. Where'd they come from? Well, they started showing up about an hour ago. First, it was just a few of them, then some more of them, then some more of them, and then the rest of them. Yeah, we counted them up, 175 exactly. Exactly. You're telling me every single one of them runoff turkeys came a-wandering back from the wild and got back in their pen on their own accord? Maybe they missed us. <laughs> this never happened. You got that? <gasps> Maybe they're imposters. No, you boneheads. Of course there are birds. But nobody can know they came back. They especially can't find out from an event off-screen when they somehow infer from a bag of bird seed that the turkeys magically found their way back to the farm from the woods, opened the lock, and came right back into their pen. If anybody found out about this, then because of the bizarre, outdated laws of this town that are oddly not at all affected by state or federal law, Cly's no longer in my debt, and that means I don't get her farm. Even worse, it could mean that a bunch of little Muppet-like fuzzy things will inexplicably morph together into one giant amalgamation of themselves, a la Power Rangers, and brutally tear me to shreds. Which in hindsight they should have done years beforehand to prevent all this legal mess, but that's not important right now. What we do know is that they're not going to get the money they'd need to call off the thing, although I hear the characters in other holiday specials win the money by starting a jug band and entering a talent contest. But I don't think Clyde's gonna do that. Pa would've, but that's also not important right now. Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow, available now on DVD and digital. Well, I think that the evidence that Socrates presents for recollection theory in the Mino is severely lacking, as it implies that all of our learning is from seeking specific information. Uh, JD. When in reality, far more information is simply JD. given to us by others without J us even JD. looking for it. JD Hansel, sponsored by Piggy Water. Yeah. We're back. What? Oh, I'm on. Oh, yes, gosh. we're on. Hey, welcome back from the commercial break. Let's jump right into a segment I haven't done in quite some time, Devil's Advocate. Dun, 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 dun. This is the segment in which we take a look at bad arguments for ending the new Muppet Show on ABC and try to explain what it is these people are missing. I've got a couple of things I could focus on this week, and I was very tempted to talk about a big think article that I shared on Muppet Hub's Facebook page not long ago, but our main story tonight is John Oliver, or as you have to call him when you're around your culturally ignorant relatives, no, not Stephen Colbert, the British guy. For this reason, the remainder of this segment will be done in an embarrassingly awful British accent. John Oliver, as you may know, has a show on HBO called Last Week Tonight, which acts like it's a show about covering the news in a humorous fashion, but it's actually just about making fun of Americans' ignorance as to where any country on the globe is located. <laughs> the unique thing about HBO is that, because of the nature of the channel, they can say pretty much anything they want, whether it's a ten minute long string of profanities, or what they've been saying most often at HBO these days, do as we say Sesame Street because you're depending on our money now, so dance monkey dance. That's right, dance for me, Grover. I know you can dance faster than that. Keep dancing, Grover. Now, generally, generally, John Oliver's ability to say whatever he wants about anyone is used for good, like addressing issues with our prison system, drawing our attention to food waste, and making ugly mascots for evil cigarette companies. Very important. However, in the show's season finale last week, Oliver went down an unexpected bunny trail in his rant about pennies, and he said some less than favorable things about the new Muppet Show. Take a listen. One study found that two-thirds of pennies don't circulate, and yet the penny hangs around for no reason, like the appendix or the new Muppets TV show. <laughs> how is this still on? And how did someone somewhere think, you know what the problem with the Muppets is? Kermit doesn't f*** enough pigs. 
Let's have him f a different pig. Let's do that. Let's let's all do that. Wow. Apparently, with all the garbage on television today, the writers of Last Week Tonight decided they should pick on the Muppets just so they could joke about having sex with pigs, which is surprisingly not an uncommon topic for John Oliver to joke about. I'm not making this up. Now, keep in mind, Oliver does say negative things about just about everything, including Pizza Hut Pizza, and as we all know, the only time when it's acceptable to say something negative about Pizza Hut Pizza is when you're explaining to Saint Peter how you died from exploding after your 28th slice. That is the only time. The only time. The thing to keep in mind is, saying negative things about the Muppets on ABC is not necessarily a bad thing. For example, some people who worked on the original Muppet Show have said they don't care for the new show because the characters are so close to them personally. I totally understand that, but it's when I hear criticism about totally unimportant matters, like whoever Kermit happens to be in a relationship with, that makes me wish people were a bit more informed about what they're criticizing. But that's not the worst thing about all this. The worst part is how these comments could affect the ratings of the Muppets, which could actually end up having consequences for people. John Oliver knows. For example, Oliver has had a great time on multiple occasions working with Cookie Monster, who is performed by David Rudman, a very important player on the new Muppet Show on ABC. For this reason, please end all of your tweets about anything ever with the hashtag John Oliver Betrayed Cookie Monster for the remainder of your lifetime. But don't think it's just the people directly working on the Muppets who are affected by this. When one new puppet show gets very popular, that opens doors for other puppet shows to start on TV, which can lead to a lot of new employment for all puppeteers. When an important puppet show fails, it can be bad for all puppeteers. Longtime puppeteer Noel McNeil has worked on Last Week Tonight a number of times and was even in that very same episode of Last Week as Jeff the Diseased Lung in a Cowboy Hat. This means John Oliver potentially screwed over his friend Jeff the Diseased Lung in a joke that could have easily been about any other TV show that included romance with pigs. How could you do that to Jeff, John Oliver? What did Jeff ever do to you? Look, all I want to say is, please, be mindful of your criticism of the Muppets, as it could have a larger impact than you realize. And now, this. And now, Cookie Monster and John Oliver making visual jokes that probably won't work on a podcast. We're gonna save the tears for the close-up. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, for, yeah. for reading, for reading, not for eating. Me in this shot. <laughs> you know what, me in that shot. Me here if you need me. Okay. On deck. He's on deck. Cookies on deck. Uh, ear touch. The ear, the ear touch. Ear touch. Something important is coming in. You do your the one head. finger or the two finger touch. You can go. Well, two finger is something very serious. It better be okay, happening. Two one, finger. One finger. Then two if then you need it. Two if I'm, I'm struggling to Whoa, hear you. Oh, me no believe it. Exactly. I don't know if the. <laughs> in that newsroom gesture. Do you know what? Onto sports. I, <laughs> I think onto me anything. Me like it. I think onto anything. That, that works. works. That's right. It doesn't just need to be sports. No, it could be anything. Okay, and on to more terrible news about the wealth gap. Wow, he he, he really stormed out of there. Ah, See, you get it. Because of, no quit your day job. Um, because the point is, no matter how much someone's tie may look like a cookie, you cannot literally eat it. Because that would make no um, sense. Um, 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 um. Makes sense to me. For WORD Channel 7 News, um, I need a um, vacation. Um, um, you know what? Mm -hmm. You're right. This literally tastes nothing like a cookie. Okay. Um, 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 um. Sorry. Sorry. Get that little piece in there. What kind of belt are you wearing? 
<laughs> no, don't leave Hanky. that Hanky alone. Me you Hanky. leave me with something. Because you get it, though. Me get it. Right. But me no think it really work. Quite work in this setting. Well, it works. I mean, maybe on a different show. Well, fundamentally, it structurally it works. It's yes, a, a structurally front, it works. There's a storm and a weather front. It crosses over. But me think it just not quite get there. What? What? It's subjective. Here's the line. It, here's the joke. Right. It, <laughs> not quite good. I'm not sure about that. I think there's a line and the joke. I, I think it's no, true. I think it no, I think, in no. that way. No. Got a little bit of it. better. Something better. What? Probably, probably, a cookie. probably a cookie. Me think it's cookie crumbs. Okay. We got crumbs in here from the 80s. <laughs> we, got, oh, wait, we got one. Oh, uh, it's it is. vintage. Oh. 1983 oatmeal raisin. Oh, that's oh nice. Before um, before the FDA stepped in. Mm, that's the real stuff. Yeah. And me, the only one who think about this. No, you. Well, you're the only one that that goes into it at this depth. Me think this could go deep into story. Okay, okay. Look, I admire your passion. Me hitting hand on that's, table. That's just what drives deep. it home. That drives it home. Yes. There is no point which is not emphasized better with that. No, 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 that smell like cookie. Right. Me feel me feel me feel. That feel like cookie. It, it, it's basically the same as a cookie, but we, we call them biscuits. It's a chocolate chip biscuit. We, huh. we we sometimes like to have a cookie with with a, with a little tea. Oh. Yeah. With little tea. Yeah. Oh, you know what? What? Me do that too. Okay, that would yeah, be look. nice. That would be delightful. Here. Enjoy. Yeah, I, I get it. A tea. It, it is a little tea. Yeah. It's, that is undeniably true. Yeah. All right, let's do favorites now. Okay? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, favorite scene, Steve? Oh, I uh, think my favorite, favorite scene... storyline is a good place to start. How's that? Um, well, my favorite storyline was the Gonzo storyline. Okay. My favorite scene is, as the music is playing, Gonzo is shot out of the cannon, and he's flying slow motion overhead as we're looking up at him, and, like, there he goes, the great Gonzo. Uh, I... It was such a return to what we know of that character. And Gonzo in the sky anyways, historically, is always great. You know, I mean, the Muppet movie, everything from that. So I loved that movie. That that whole moment right there is what clenched the episode for me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you on the Gonzo storyline. I'll go Into with a water well. tower full of piggy water, by the way. Oh, a, a whole pool of it. And then if you look in the background... The water tower has the piggy water logo on it. I noticed that, yeah. Oh, wow. How does the water have 30% fat or 30 grams of fat? It's water, I know. but uh, How is it well, buttery? It's, well, it's it, it's really more of a sauce. Oh, gosh, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's legal trouble. Just waiting. Can we buy a glass of piggy water to try? It's like bulletproof water. Why can't we buy this? I, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to buy... A thing of piggy water. I still want a mug, but I I can pass on the piggy water. Well, I'm writing the online petition anyway. All right, you can write Send it up. Send me piggy water and hogwash. By the way, the, the shower gel. And I don't think I don't think I need that. Hog wash. Oh boy. There we go. 
Okay, where were we? Ah, yes. My favorite scene. I have a hard time picking my favorite scene. I think... I See, I would go with the Fly Me to the Moon number, because that's got all the great puppetry stuff from Gonzo, but I'm still really, really bothered by the moon. So I'm going to go with Scooter with the electric mayhem in their little... Um, where are they? Is that their dressing room? A tent that they have set up somewhere? I, I'm pretty clear. sure it's a tent. Yeah. yeah. Where did um, they find a space to set up a tent for themselves? Yeah. I don't know, but it's... They just... I don't know. They're the electric mayhem. It's what They're they the do. Le- That's the explanation. Yeah. Sorry. So, anyway, I really liked that scene with um, Scooter having to hang his aura on one of the hooks. Yes. It <laughs> didn't make any sense. Loved it. Didn't make any sense. Janice never does. We got the lips line. We got another great line from Floyd. We got the We saw the Floyd and Janice Chief. have obviously reconciled. Oh, I didn't even notice, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a nice scene, and we get more scooter stuff, and I like more scooter stuff. And can I also can I pick a second favorite because go for it. I just thought of my. It's a very close second mm. when Scooter is just about to get his ear pierced for real, and his head keeps jerking. Then, ah ah ah, and he can't stop himself. Just that little head spasm. Actually, is so funny. Here's my close second. And spirals him into a kung fu segment. Ugh. You know what? No, I'm going to change my mind. That electric mayhem scene is my close second. My favorite, my real favorite, I think, is Miss Piggy getting shocked. Ooh. I just love seeing the pig in pain, man. But also we got the great Uncle Deadly lines. Mm-hmm. Um, more stuff on the relationship between Kermit and Piggy. Yeah. And some great puppetry and stuff from uh, Eric and the little puppetry nod to, you know, just for us fans. Yes. Yes. So that was a, a pretty excellent scene, I think. My favorite line is the hard one to choose. I'm just, I'm so torn because uh, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, for, for now, until I think of a better one, and at some point I will think of a better one. For now, I think I'm going to go with the Zoot line when he talks about the time machine. That's a very good one. Just because yeah. it's it's one of those things like Fozzie saying, I once waited a whole year for September. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a total yeah. misunderstanding of how time works, but that's so much like the Muppets and just so right. It, it yes, felt it great. Was. Do you have a favorite guest star from this episode? Oh, I mean, hands down, Dave Grohl. Yeah. For me, it's not hands down, but I'm also going to go with Dave Grohl. It's hmm, it's not. It, no, because I tell you, the Fly Me to the Moon number was good. And uh, Gordon Levitt actually. Well, no, hands down, Dave Grohl, because I don't like Joseph Gordon-Levitt because Fraggle Rock movie. So there. Oh, yes. See, that's good. That's how this works. So, so. But we, if you if you were looking forward to the Fraggle Rock movie, then you would have liked Gordon Levitt, right? Yes. If you if you were. If I was looking forward to a Fraggle Rock movie, yes. If I wasn't trying to write a Fraggle Rock movie that's better than what Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing, well, right. see, that makes things complicated now, doesn't it? Right. But but you're not. Huh? But but if you were, yeah. Anyway, um, yes. so I think that settles most of it. But it's just the favorite line thing that I'm just not sure about because I'm also tempted to give it to the line, no. That's a, that's a really strong moment. So I'll, I'll say that. But uh, Uncle Deadly d- gets so, mu- so much of our love for the entire rest of this episode. True. He can. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Oh, no, I take it back. I know my favorite line. Mm. I know my favorite line. Yeah. And it actually comes from Gordon Levitt. Mm. Give me that Muppet money. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I get it. And hey, guess what? Good news for you, Steve. We didn't mm. have a blonde lady guest star. Oh, my gosh. 
How did that happen? Oh, that's so great. It's a Thanksgiving miracle, Steve. It is. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. I didn't know those things happened. I thought Thanksgiving was too lame for me. Anyway, toast and a roast? Toast and a roast. And so, Steve, who would you like to roast? That's really difficult. Um, I know who I'm going to roast. Okay, then you go. I'm going to roast Chip because he didn't need to be there. That's true. He did not need to be you there. Any time no. that we can have Chip not be in an episode, I'm totally okay with that because Chip is ugly. He's ugly and disturbing. Yeah. He's not as bad as freaking Andy and Randy. No, those are the worst, especially Gosh. Andy. Andy is just He's ugh, terrible. A ugh. pain uh, in the neck every yes. time. Yes. <sighs> anyway. I, was, I was actually, I was almost going to roast Andy, but I'm actually going to roast Beaker. Okay. That's because odd, but... Whatever. Well, be, because um, when they were demonstrating the cannon, Beaker should have been the guinea pig there. True. I understand it was funny they had the fruit, but nothing terrible happened to Beaker. And that's on Beaker. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I think you can understand my point there. Yeah, I understand completely. That's okay. fair. Yes. Who do you want to toast? Hmm. I'm going to toast Dave Grohl for being a fantastic musician, for having probably the best musical number on this series to date. Wow. Wow, that's saying a lot. I don't know. I might have gone with the Fly Me to the Moon number, but you know what? Sure, sure. See, I'm not a standards guy. I just... Really? I, don't, I really don't care to, to whatever's about jazz. No, I don't. Oh, gosh. You disappoint me. Uh, I know. Come on, how do you beat a song like, you know, Night and Day, or You Send Me, or... I mean, yeah, the list they're so on. formulaic. You disappoint me. I know. Really, even Gershwin? I mean, it's fine. It's just not what I listen to. I'm a rock and roller. I don't really get into the, the jazz stuff a whole See, lot. See, I enjoy rock and roll covers of jazz songs and jazz standards. Like, I would say that Jeff Lynne's recording of Beyond the Sea is one of the greatest recordings of all time. Well, I mean, in your defense, you're older than me, so you like that older music. Yeah, that's so, true. you know, yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. How have we gotten here? I don't know. But, you know, Steve... <laughs> Hmm. Since, uh, well, I guess I still need to toast someone now that I think about it. You I almost do. forgot yes. about that step. Yeah. Who right. am I going to toast? Who am I going to toast? Who am I going to toast? Who am I going to toast? I don't know. This is hard. Um, I'm going to toast Gonzo. You know why? There you go. Because he finally worked up the courage to do it. He did he the did. stunt. He wasn't just sad and, and wistful like we've like many people have criticized him for being. He was the great Gonzo. Yep. Gonzo was great again. Sponsored by Piggy Water. Sponsored by Piggy Water. Indeed. Well, you know what, Steve? Since we've just about reached the end of the show, I yeah. think it's it's about time that we it, do oh, what... Oh, is it time? I, I, I mean, I, I think, oh, look... Is it time? It's been time for this for a long time now, Steve. We've been putting this off for very long, but we knew it would eventually come down to this. We, we did. All right. Are, are, are you ready? Do you need any warming up? Well, I, I don't need any warming up. I just hope that you remember... What you're, uh, what you're supposed to do. Well, are you, are you drinking through a straw, by the way? Yes, I was just drinking okay, good, through a straw. Good. It's actually a very, very complicated effect whenever Think I drink about through that, the straw yeah. because they have to run everything to a tube on the bottom. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. um, yes. 
I, I, for one, think I need a little bit of warming up before we do our long-awaited, much-promoted, and by that I mean we totally didn't promote this at all, ukulele battle. Oh, ukulele battle. There's no intimidating way to play the ukulele to respond to ukulele battle. Still not intimidating. No, not the same. I even used minor chords. Come on. Eh. Who, who should go first? Uh, I will go first. You're going to go first? So this mm-hmm. leaves me to try to one-up you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Great. That's especially awesome, considering the fact that I just learned to play the ukulele a few hours ago. Okay, you could start. You can totally start. No, that's fine. You go ahead no, and start. No, no, no. No, you go. Okay. All right. Would you like me to play the ukulele with the kazoo? Uh, if you think you're up to the task. I'm going to give it a shot. We're going to see how this goes. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm so freaking nervous, but thankfully it's my podcast, so I can edit this all I need to. You totally can. Okay. Are you ready for the surprise? Do you know what song I'm going to do? No, I don't. Lovely. Perfect. Exactly as it should be. Really? You're playing with me? You're stealing my thunder? No, go ahead. You can edit me out. Yeah, I could. Now what are you doing? You're throwing me off again, dude. I'm playing background. Sorry. Go ahead. I won't play at all. I'm sorry. I'll put it down. There we go. All right, your move. My move, huh? Uh-huh. Oh gosh. Well, let's see. What can I do? I mean, that was so that was so good. And it I, was after so this, good for like a few hours of knowing how to play the instrument. Oh, it was it was it was great. It was you know this whole episode's been so good. I just got a nice positive feeling going. I feel like my aura was maybe like kind of a dull yellow at the beginning of this thing, and now it's a bright indigo. I just I just feel up. I feel like. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Sing along with me in other words. Everything is perfect. I can't remember it's lyrics. falling into place. Pull it up. I can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Life's a happy song when there's someone by your side to sing along. When you're alone, life can be a little rough. I can't sing that high, Steve. It makes you feel like you're three feet tall. When it's just you, I'll go well, low. times can be tough. tough. <laughs> when there's no, no one, one there to catch your fall. All right, the big reprise. Here we go. Okay. Everything is great. Everything is great. Everything is great. Everything is great. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. I can't hear your audio. What are you Everything doing? Everything is perfect. It's falling, it's falling into, into place. place. I can't, can't seem to wipe this smile off my face. Here we go. Life smells like a rose. Take oh, it. crap. What? Life's a piece of cake. Uh, with some of the... Uh, I Life's can't remember the word. <laughs> Sorry, let's try again. Life's a happy song when there's someone so by your side to sing along. along. Let's try the next part. No, stop. I've got everything that I need. Right in front of me, nothing's stopping me.
Get it? Get it? He said nothing stopping me, so I stopped him. <laughs> Podcast joke. Anyway, proceed. Nothing that I can't be with you right here next to me. Life's a happy song when there's someone by your side to sing along. Well, you had too much fun with that number, Steve. And to be perfectly honest, I've never been a huge fan of that song. So oh. I think it's 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 safe to say that we're well, never going to agree on anything. Well, you know, I've been playing for a long time, here. JD. Uh, these hands have been playing a lot of ukulele for many years. I uh, oh, I can tell. Um, but I don't know. What do you say? Do we call it a draw, a tie, or do we say that each of us win, neither of us won? Is it a stalemate, or maybe it, the no. only thing that matters is that Kim lost? Well, that's good, but but we we do not call it a tie. Uh-huh. We call it, no, he's a knot. He's a wearing a necktie. And with that, I need to kick Steve Swanson off of my podcast. So <laughs> I'm J.D. Hansel. You've been listening to Let's Talk Muppets, which you can find at MuppetHub.com. Please follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com. No, that's not the way to go. Let's do MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. That's much better. And also you can follow Let's Talk Muppets at New Muppet Show. Follow me at JD11PC. Gosh, this was so much easier when when everything was all the same and it was all perfectly consistent. What happened? And I'm Steve Swanson. You can find me at the MuppetCast at MuppetCast.com. My email address is me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. The Facebook page for the MuppetCast is Facebook.com slash MuppetCast. Find us in iTunes and subscribe there. The Twitter and Instagram feeds are both at MuppetCast, and I have been Steve Swanson, brought to you by Hogwash. And I've been J.D. Hansel, brought to you by Piggy Water. But seriously, folks, I'm J.D. Hansel, and I have great lobes. That's that, that's that's your new moniker now. That's me? You, even answering the phone this? and stuff, yeah. Even answering the phone and stuff, okay. Oh boy. Well, that won't be fun. <laughs> Do I have great earlobes? I don't even know. Does anyone have great earlobes, or are earlobes just earlobes? There's probably an earlobe model out there somewhere. Hmm. I wonder. Well, if not, we'll find one. A new online petition. A new online petition, yes. 